Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Let's open in our Bible to the book of Luke, chapter 2. If you could look up uh, on the screen. And we're in a series, this is our last message on our Christmas series titled Fulfillment. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the power of Christ to bring fulfillment to our lives. True fulfillment is found in Christ and, 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 and is experienced through the power of Christ. Christ is our creator. He not only created us, but when he created us, he had a beautiful plan for our lives. The Bible says, I know the plans that I have for you. They're plans to bless you. They're not plans to harm you. How many of you know God's plans are not to harm us? They're to bless us. They're not to hurt us. They're to he heal us and transform us. And he has an amazing plan for every life that will just surrender to his lordship. And that is willing to experience his salvation. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the fact that fulfillment uh, um, takes place through a variety of uh, uh, things. First of all, fulfill fulfillment takes place by the reach of God. God, even now, he continues to reach into the lives of his people the coming, the birth of the Son of God was God reaching into our world. It was divine intervention. God coming to the earth to become one of us. And because he reached in, that's how fulfillment came about. Also, we talked last week about the fact that fulfillment took place because God was willing to humble himself. And he took on the form of a servant and he lived the life that we could never live. And, uh, and he paid the price that we could never pay. All of it was because God was willing to humble himself. But today, we're talking about the biggest factor. We're going to kind of, the, the, the biggest thing about Christmas and what we practice the most, what children experience uh, uh, the most and love the most about Christmas is actually tied directly to who Christ is. And today we're going to talk about the fact that fulfillment takes place through his gift. Everyone say his gift. Fulfillment takes place through his gift. And we're going to read again uh, Luke uh, chapter 2 beginning with verse 1 all the way through 14. Let's go ahead and put that up on the screen. And we'll read it one more time. It says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of David. And so this was part of his reach. 
He moved the heart of Caesar because prophetically God had spoken through Micah and said that the Savior, this was about 700 years before it took place, the Savior would be born in Bethlehem. And so he had to move the heart of a king to get Jesus to be born where he wanted him to be born. And how many know God can still make moves on our behalf to get us exactly where we need to be? How many would say amen? Let's keep going. And then the Bible also says he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. She was expecting a child even though she wasn't married because the Holy Spirit had made her pregnant. She was carrying the son of the Most High God. And it says while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, she wrapped him in cloths and was placed in and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them this was an expression of his humility my wife so beautifully talked about that uh, uh, a few moments ago the fact that god came and he showed himself to be the lowest he identified with the lowest so that no one can say that Jesus was for these type of people or those type of people or for the elite people. How many know Jesus came for all people? He, was, he went as low. You might feel low here today. Jesus went as low as you can go, even though he was the king of glory. And now we're going to look at the gifts that came with the coming of the Son of God. Go ahead and let's keep going. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David... A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you, and you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared to the angel, with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. And on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. There are three gifts that are reflected and expressed through these last few verses that came from the gift of the Son of God. And I want to pray today that, that every single person here would not just receive the gift of the Son, but every gift that comes with the Son. You see, Jesus was a gift that brought many gifts. Sometimes you can receive, if you got a, a new, uh, like I might want a new blender because I'm into cooking. Some, some kind of cooking tool, even though I got a great blender, but you get what I'm using as an example, right? And the blender blends, but Jesus was a gift that brought many gifts and that continues to give so much to us every single day of our lives. You see, Christmas took place 
2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, the Son of God was born. But even though he was born 2,000 years ago, the Bible says he's the same yesterday, everyone, today, and forever. And what that means is that today we can receive from the Son of God the greatest gift ever given. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Lord, we rejoice in you today. Lord, we rejoice because of that, that wonderful silent night. That night that you came and that you, you entered into this world to become one of us, to be with one of us. And Lord, to live a life for all of us. Lord, you are the greatest gift that could ever be given. And Lord, today, yes, Lord, there are many cliches that, where people say the gift that keeps on giving. But Lord, you are no cliche today. And I pray today, Lord, that in the next few moments that you would minister to every life, whether someone knows you for 40 years or for four days. Bless us today. We're in your house. Help us to experience a new level of fulfillment, Lord, through the gifts that you've given. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, when it comes to fulfillment, to really set up this, the, the next few moments, when it comes to fulfillment, we have a tendency to think about uh, uh, experiencing fulfillment as the end of a journey, the very end point of a destination, almost like an Olympian who works his whole life and, uh, and he practices and practices and practices and one day he stands on the podium and he gets the medal. We tend to think of fulfillment as arriving someplace. But fulfillment is not just arriving someplace when it comes to the Lord. Because the Lord doesn't want to impact your life one day. The Lord wants to impact your life today. With Christ, fulfillment is not just that he's going to take you someplace, and we know he's going to take us to heaven. To them that believed, he gave them the power to become sons and daughters of God. And as sons and daughters of God, we have heaven guaranteed to us. God is going to tell How many are longing for the day that we go to heaven and see Jesus face to face? Amen. But fulfillment is more than just when we get there. That will be the ultimate fulfillment. Fulfillment is also a state of being day by day. Some people miss their day by day because they're living for another day. But Christ wants to bless our every today. The gift of God is an amazing gift that not just is going to get us into heaven, and there's only one way into heaven, but the gift of God is a gift that blesses our each and every day. Jesus wants to impact us not just on, on December 24th or 25th when we, if we come to church, you know, on, on the holidays. How many know Jesus wants to impact every day of the rest of this year? And should he tarry, he wants to impact every day of 2018. And the way he does it is by giving us gifts. You see, he gives us gifts 
We don't earn them. We don't necessarily work for them. It's just because he loves us and he gives us gifts. And I want to very quickly talk about the gift of Christ and the gifts that he came to bring to each one of us. The first gift that Jesus came to bring, as the text talks about here, is the gift of joy. Everyone say joy. It says, the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause everyone great joy. The first gift that that we receive in Christ is the gift of joy. I'll even say great joy. It's God's will. It's my wife was saying earlier on, this is the best Christmas. This is the best Christmas. And that doesn't mean that it's the best Christmas because it's been the most perfect year. Actually, it wasn't the most perfect year. (laughs) You know, we've had all kinds of stuff. Everyone has stuff. Did anyone have a perfect year? How many had some stuff? Hard stuff. And yet, you know why we could say this is the best Christmas? Is because even when difficult things are happening in our lives, how many know there's a gift of joy that Jesus wants to give to every single person? <laughs> Hallelujah. And here's what, here's what joy means. Joy is the emotion of great happiness and pleasure. It's the emotion of great happiness and pleasure. When Christians receive Christ, he gives them this gift of joy, and it's meant that we as a people would be spiritually and emotionally up. He gives a gift of joy so that we could be spiritually and emotionally up. Christians should be up. You know why? Because Jesus wants to, wants, wants to impart something that goes beyond our circumstances and beyond our, our hardships and beyond our difficulties. I was talking to someone the other day. It's is kind of the way you grow in the Lord. And, and uh, uh, um, uh, as, you, as you serve God longer, here's what I've come to believe. I come to believe that The longer you serve God, the way you grow is that you learn in all circumstances to be happy in Jesus. Are you happy in Jesus today? You see, the gift of joy keeps us up when we have lots of reasons to be down. The gift of joy keeps us up when things are not going our way. Jesus came to give the the gift of joy to each and every person here. Jesus has the power to overcome depression. Jesus has the power to overcome discouragement. Jesus has the power to overcome loneliness and hardship and even the loss of a job. How many would say amen? Jesus has the power to overcome all of those things. On the inside, he can give us joy. He can impact people who put their faith in him from the inside out. You see, joy is one of the first things that happen when a person accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Earthly earthly examples of joy are kind of like when the Cubs won the World Series. 
See, all right, I'll let you clap today. Come on, let's clap. Let's, let's. Somehow, God had to be in it if the Cubs won the World Series. Right? He had to be in it, you know? And so, so when the Cubs world won the World Series, someone was interviewed and they said, my life has changed by being here at the parade. <laughs> they, got on, they got on TV and said that, you know? And, uh, but guess what? They didn't win it next year. <laughs> There's a White Sox fan. You see, it just... <laughs> Joy is, is like a, a baby is born, and, and we experience kind of these, these sprinkles of joy from time to time while we're living this life. But Christ came to give us a deep, a deep internal joy. He came so that through our relationship with him, and I was actually talking to the staff about this, you can spend time with Jesus and your life can be crazy, but when you spend time with Jesus and you walk out into this challenging world, it doesn't matter. You can be happy in Jesus. You see? And he came to give us joy. I was thinking, I was thinking about this Christmas season and and all of us, and uh, I was thinking about people who, who even go to church and are not really walking with joy. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And it's God's will that we would walk in joy. Look at, look at me for a second. Everyone has reasons. Everyone has difficulties. But there's something deeper and richer that you can find with Jesus. And if, you, if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the whole purpose of his coming was that he was going to provide salvation for us. And that part of that salvation would give us deep internal joy. Joy that no career could bring. Joy that no relationship could bring. Joy that no award or, or, or attainment could bring. It's something rich. It's something deep. It's something that comes from a relationship that can only be had with God. And when we put our faith in Jesus, he gives us Joy, And I want everyone just for a minute, I want you to close your eyes for a second. It starts with faith. I was thinking about this today. Joy starts with faith because we put our faith in the Son of God. And I want to ask you, just for a moment, are you ready to receive joy by faith today? Are you ready to receive a gift from God? Because Jesus loves to give the gift of joy. 
Are you ready to say, Lord, I believe that you are bigger than all of my problems, all of my situations, all of my circumstances. I have lots of reasons to be down, but Lord, I know that you are bigger than all of those things. Lord, I may be, maybe you're under spiritual attack, but the Bible says greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And today we're ready to receive the gift of joy. And look, you can open up your eyes, but lift your hands right now. Right now in this moment. How does this happen? Lift your hands right now. And let's declare to the Lord, Lord, we, we're ready to receive joy from you. Would you receive the gift by faith today? Come on, tell him, we're ready, God. God, we're ready, Lord. We're ready to receive, God. Lord, would you pour out joy upon every family, oh God. Would you pour out joy upon every heart today? God, we've come into your house. We are ready to receive joy, Lord. Someone who's de discouraged, someone who's depressed, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we're ready to receive, Lord. We believe that you came to give us great joy, oh God. And we ask for you to do it by your mighty power. Pour joy on marriages. Pour joy on single people. Pour joy on our children, oh God. Pour joy that goes past the Christmas gifts. More or less, it doesn't matter. You are the greatest gift, oh God. Pour joy upon every life, we pray. Pour joy by your mighty power. Not one person, Lord, leaving here without the gift that you give, the gift of joy. I want to say one more thing about joy and then move on to the other gifts that he gives. And you know what? Let's have the musician come out. I don't want to talk for too long today. I want to pray at the end. You know, G.K. Chesterton spoke about joy, and I want you to think about this. If you've never started a relationship with Jesus, G.K. Chesterton said, the Christian is different, let's say, from the person who doesn't have a personal relationship, the person who hasn't received the gift of salvation, specifically, because of how joy impacts their life. So here's what he said. For the person who has not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, challenge, hardship, difficulty is central, and then joy is peripheral. All right? So what that means is that for the Christian, I mean, for the person who doesn't have Jesus in their heart, they experience joy if they're a Cub fan when the Cubs win the World Series once every hundred years. Okay? Or, or they experience, but then they go back to their life. You see? Or they experience joy when they get an unexpected bonus. Hallelujah. Right? But then they go back to their life. Or a baby is born. Or they get a boyfriend and they think he's the man of their dreams. But then life happens and you realize that nobody's perfect. <laughs> you see? So sometimes there's a there's a, 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 um, a new car. This actually happened to 
to one of our staff members. They got a new car, and they walked out three days later. We've been teasing her about this. Brand nice new car. Walk outside, not even a week old. Somebody smashed the whole front of the car. You see? That's what I'm talking about. So, new car, smashed up car. That's life. You see, for the Christian, it's different. For the Christian, it's, I've received the gift of joy from Jesus. Central. Watch. Smashed up new car. But that's okay because I, I come right back here. Hallelujah. You see, for the Christian joy, Cubs make the playoffs, but don't make it. Come back and just love Jesus. You know, it really all depends what your thing is. People got their things, and they're into this and they're into that. The key issue is that there is only one relationship that can provide that for all people. Great joy only comes through one relationship. And all we have to do is receive the gift of joy. We receive the gift of joy because the gift of joy was a free gift that came from Jesus. Could we put our hands together today? Hallelujah. That one baby was the gift of God to the world that was, it was a, an amazing gift, the greatest gift, because that gift was many gifts. First thing is it was joy inside of our hearts. The second thing, the second uh, a gift that this passage talks about was the gift of peace. Look at what the Bible says, the bottom. Glory to God in the highest and again on earth, everyone, peace. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. This is a wonderful word. What is peace? Peace is the state of being that causes us to be calm and at rest in our hearts and our minds. The gift of peace means that we have a calm, a calm heart and a calm life even though things can be crazy. It goes back to the same example. Jesus came not only so that we could have be emotionally up, all right? What is the purpose of Christmas, to give a few gifts? No, way deeper than that, brothers and sisters. He wants to impact your tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. You see, he's so much bigger than a New Year's Eve party. In the world, people live for these parties like if there's some kind of something at the end of the day, half of the people end up with headaches and stomach aches and, you know, needing coffee and all kinds of strange remedies. See, but with Jesus, we don't have to chase things because he gives us joy. And then here's the other thing that he does is he gives us peace. 
The Bible says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. When all of the fanfare goes away, you know, when all of the fanfare goes away, if you watch TV and you look at, let's say, a reality show or you look at a sports event and people are being interviewed, and when people are interviewed, they sound so good and so smart about everything. They sound so sharp. But remember, all of those people, they have to go and live life. They have to take out the garbage. They have to, uh, uh, you know, I, I had a, I put out a garbage bag the other day and a cat tore open that thing and it was just garbage. Don't you love cleaning out garbage in front of your house? You know, how many everybody's got to put out the garbage? And there are all kinds of things that happen in our lives. Christmas is a reminder. Christmas is an offering that he wants every life here to be, every heart here to be calm and at rest. There's no gift like the gift of peace. There's no, it's so wonderful to know that even though we don't know, see a lot of people live in the, I just did some premarital counseling. Lots of people live uh, 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 in, uh, in the fear of what if. What if this, what if that, what if this, what if that? You know, and how many know we don't have to live in the world of what if, we can receive the gift of peace. How many would say amen? When the Lord thinks about you, it's a trillion times the thought of let's say, like I'm a grandpa now, I've got two little ones, and they come and they, they go, hi, grandpa, I love grandpa. In my mind, the thought of one of my grandkids being stressed out or nervous or worrying about anything, you know, I'll knock a building down. You know what I'm saying? Something is making them afraid. I'll fight anything or anybody, you know, because I want their hearts always to be at everyone. Peace. Well, how do you think God feels about you today? How many would agree with me that Jesus came, that every heart in this room would be calm and at rest? Could we put our hands together because we believe that? Very quickly, take the hand of the person next to you. I was like, Lord, I don't want Christmas service to be entertaining. I want it to be interactive with you, God. You don't know. You don't have to know the person. We're all, this is the body of Christ, every tribe, every tongue, this beautiful congregation, people from every part of the city, north, south, east, west, people from all walks of life, who knows how many nations are represented here. And yet we're all the children of God. We're the children of the Most High God. 
We're going to pray. We're going to give a gift to someone. Would you pray, God, put their hearts at peace today, God. Come on, pray to the left and to the right right now. God, we pray for calm. God, we pray for rest in every heart. We pray that minds, Lord, that might be worrying about how to pay the next bill, about what's happening. Lord, we give it to you. We roll it over to you and we receive peace, oh God. You're in charge of our relationships. You're in charge of our future. And God, we pray for peace in this building. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, anyone that is worried, anyone that is down or discouraged or frustrated, oh God, or angry. God, we pray for peace in this house. We've come into your house to receive the gifts that you offer. And Lord, we pray for the gift of peace. We thank you. Let every person go from this place in your peace. Amen. Amen. Could we praise God for that? Hallelujah. You know, we've done all kinds of things in church. My son, who was just on the screen of when we first started our church and we only had about this many people, we did an Easter play with oak tag. It was like a giant piece of paper that was about from here to where Christian is and somebody drew on it. And then Tommy came in in a wooden donkey. They cut out a donkey. He was about this big. And he came in and there was a horn and he went, huh, huh. So we've come a long way. You know, that was our first Easter service. Tommy walking in, he had a little white thing. And then we had four kids singing. One of them was Annie, my middle child. And right before they were going to sing, Chrissy had to go, wait, stop. And she went over to Annie. She said, open your mouth. And she took the gum out of her mouth. And then, you know. And you know, it was an amazing day. People gave their heart to the Lord as the beginning of the Chicago Tabernacle. That's how we started. Hallelujah. But listen to me, whatever happens here, God doesn't want you to say, I went to church without experiencing Jesus. Jesus wants you to know his joy, a joy that you can't find any place else but in him. God wants you to leave church today with his peace. That's the gift he wants to give you. A gift that is better than any other gift that you could receive. You could have lots of things and no peace. And I'm telling you, peace is better. And then here's the last thing, and then we're going to close with this. The last gift is the gift of his favor. Everyone say favor. Look, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his everyone favor rests. Peace on whom his favor rests. And here's what favor means. Favor is a delightful, fixed intention of benevolence. Benevolence means when you, when you the, the word benevolence in the Latin bene is, is it means good. 
okay? So it's a delightful fixed intention of good. God loves to do good. He's a good, good father. We sing that all the time. You see, when Jesus came, Jesus came. He was born in that, in that manger because he wanted to do good to every person. You see, with whom he is well pleased, it's, it's on whom his favor rests. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But it's the fact that during this Christmas season, he wants everyone to know that he wants to, he wants to pour his favor out upon our lives. He wants to do good. A lot of people look at God and say, God, I haven't been here in six months and you're not happy with me. In a way, I think you want to do more bad to me than good, but that's not true. How many know he always and only wants to do good because he's a good, good father. He's a good, good God. Every time he thinks about us on our worst day, on our ugliest day, he always wants to do good. He wants to take us where we're not or where we shouldn't be and bring us where we should be. All he wants to do is good. He wants to pour out his favor, the gift of favor. So here's a, a, a description. Pastor Jake, I don't know where he is, but Pastor Jake is, um, is walking in a special anointing the last three months. So I was talking to him one day and I was like, uh, hey, uh, speaking of the Cubs, um, hey, what'd you do yesterday? And he was like, well, you wouldn't believe it. I ran into this person and I started talking to them and um, they were actually selling tickets for the Cubs playoffs. And uh, uh, I, uh, I was like, oh, wow, you're gonna sell tickets for the Cubs playoffs? Yeah, I'm gonna make some good money. And the person said, you know what, forget it. I'm taking you, you're my guest, we're going. And he goes to the Cubs playoffs, even though, you know, like somebody did him a favor. Next week he's gonna play basketball, or next month he's gonna play basketball. And um, he gets a call from this guy and says, hey, what you doing? He said, I'm gonna go play basketball. He said, how about courtside seats to the Bulls? He said, what do you mean? He says, yeah, I got tickets. Oh, oh, what'd you do last night? Oh, I was at courtside with the Bulls. Somebody did me a favor and I got right there. He's been wanting to see Al the Hamilton, which I looked up tickets and I actually thought maybe I'll take Chrissy to go see Hamilton. Once I look up tickets, I said, uh, we'll wait for the video. We're gonna have to sell like the cars and mortgage the house just to go see a play. Guess what happens to Pastor Jake? He talked to someone, hey, what'd you do last night? Oh, I went to see Hamilton. Would you? Somebody did me a favor. How many know God does favors for the people that he loves? Here's what God wants to do. God wants to shape your life today. He wants to prepare you for 2018. He wants to shape your perspective. He wants to shape your expectation of him. He wants to shape your prayer life. He wants you to put your faith in him and to recognize that what he wants to do is show you favor.
so that the next time an amazing door opens and something you don't even deserve you got, you would say, that's favor from God. God just did me a favor. How many know he wants to do us all a favor? He wants to put his favor on our lives. Every single life, he wants to put favor on our children. Why did Jesus come? Because he wanted to give us the gift, not that we deserve it. He paid for it. He paid for our ticket to heaven. He paid for our ticket to, to freedom. And he paid for our ticket to blessing. He did it all when he was born in that manger. He wants everyone walking out of here with joy and peace and with an expectation. You're going to say, Lord, on Christmas Eve, you told me that you're putting your favor on my life. How many know God is putting his favor? All we have to do is receive the gift of favor. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray now. In a moment, we're going to pray for favor on everyone. But I want everyone to think just for a moment. Maybe you're here today and as you're listening to all of these gifts that Jesus wants to give and to bring, you might be aware of the fact that all of these gifts that he brings, it says on with whom he is well pleased, on whom his favor rests. Well, who is he pleased with? Jesus is pleased with anyone, anyone, no matter where they are, no matter what they've done. He's pleased with anyone that will say, Lord, I open the door of my heart and I just want a relationship with you. You see, how does a person become a Christian? Do you are you, do you have to be good enough to become a Christian? No, you can't be good enough. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came and he lived a perfect life. He lived a holy life so that the unholy life that we live, he said, I'm going to pay the price for that. So now the, the, my holiness is imparted to them. Their unholiness is imparted to me. The Bible said, he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. You see, we don't have to work. How many are thankful Jesus did all the work at the cross? He did all the work. Now listen, but we still have to open the door of our hearts and receive Him. The greatest gift is Him. That's the greatest gift. The greatest gift is Him. With Him come joy, peace, favor, and many, many other things. But it all begins with Him. You see, God's not interested in our religion. What God is longing for is relationship. And I wonder if there's anyone here. Everyone just close your eyes for a moment. I wonder if there's anyone here that you've never had a point in time where you actually started a relationship. You may have had religion like I did for many years of, well, during my young life, I understood religion, 
but there's a difference between religion and a moment in time when you start a relationship. The Bible says, I stand at the door and I knock. Anyone that opens the door, I will come in and I'll sup with them and I'll be with them forever and ever. The greatest gift that you could ever receive is the greatest gift that you could ever give. The greatest gift that you could ever receive is the greatest gift that you could ever give. The greatest gift that you could ever give is your heart and life to Jesus. And if you're here today and you would say, Pastor, today I feel the Lord knocking at the door of my heart. And I want to open up that door and let him in to be my Lord and Savior. If that's you in the privacy of this moment, just between you and God, would you lift your hand high if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Thank you. Lift your hand up high. Come on, nice and high, guys. Lift your hands up high all over the building. Hands are going up. Listen, no one is watching the key. The key right now is that Jesus is watching. And Jesus wants to come into your heart. Come on, for a few more moments, just lift your hand up high. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. All over the building, hands are going up. You can put your hand down. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. As I lead you in that prayer, that prayer is going to be your accepting that invitation, your opening the door of your heart and inviting him in. So everyone, everyone in the building, just repeat after me. We'll all pray this together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this Christmas Eve because today, heaven was revealed to me. Thank you for coming to the earth, Lord, and for living a sinless life, and for going to the cross for me. Forgive me, Lord, for all of my sin and all of my offenses. Wash my heart clean with your blood. I open up the door of my heart and I invite you in. Sit on the throne of my heart and be my Lord and my master and my savior and my friend. Thank you for receiving me even as I receive you. Amen. Amen. Could we put our hands together right now?